This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's C. Sparky, 5 or 12.50 a.m. The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Got my nice little lit-up wreath on the wall behind me. My stockings are all up. The whole deal. Nathan Marzion back in the cozy confines, wearing his Marquette sweatshirt, feeling good. Coming off a whooping of Texas. Uh, yesterday, and uh, Tyler Kolick, I, I, yeah, I don't know who he is in the NBA yet. I haven't figured that out, or if he's just a guy that ends up playing in Europe at some point, or what he actually is, but he's a hell of an entertaining college basketball player, that's for sure. Have you uh, have you come up with a comp for Kolick? We'll get to the Bucks losing to the Pacers. I'm not in a big hurry to do that. 128-119. Who is, uh, who is Kolick? Who, who, do you have a comp for him? You're good at comps. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I have a, a really good comp for him. I mean... I, it was funny because in one of the earlier games, I think someone compared him to Jokic. <laughs> I was like, no, that doesn't no, make no, sense no, at all. no, no. And I just, I laughed at that one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't really have a good one right now. You have until next week to figure out a comparison for Cole. I'll, I'll give, give you the weekend. Oh, yeah. Next week, I want a, an NBA comparison to Cole. Pacers over the Bucks, 128 to 119 uh, in the semifinals of this uh, NBA in season tournament. I'm glad I don't have to watch this anymore. I'm so glad because I really hate these courts with a passion. I saw the dumb court in Vegas, thought that was dumb. Then I complained. Yes, I'm coming out negative. Then I complained about this dumb start time at four in the afternoon central time. And I turn on the TV. Now I'll say this. Okay. I like the theater lighting. So I'm cool with that. I'm cool making the seats all dark and the lights are off and the spotlights are on the players. Love it. Wanted that at Pfizer Forum. Peter Fagan told me uh, it's not happening and it didn't happen. But uh, having said that, uh, it was good. The lights were off because there were a lot of empty damn seats all over that arena for a four o'clock in the afternoon game, Milwaukee time. And it wasn't that much. Uh, it's even earlier than that out in, in Vegas. What was it? Two in the afternoon Vegas time or something like that. Um, I so so again, I, I don't understand the point of that. Like, why didn't you just make it a double header? Like you normally would it's Thursday night in Vegas. Like, Worrying about people's bedtimes should not be a thing in a, for attendance on a Thursday night in Vegas because m- more than likely, a majority of the people that are going to be at that game are people that are partying in Vegas anyhow, happen to be there, or plan their trip around coming to see the semifinals and the final uh, and are going out to the casinos or whatever after it's all over anyhow. So I don't like the courts. I didn't like the start time. Now, I will tell you what I do like of what they did tonight. I like the low camera angle, Marzian, where you're like at feet level type deal and you're looking up. That is kind of cool. Kind of like a video game, I guess, or something like that. I, I really like that camera angle. If they want to introduce that camera angle in to the NBA going forward in the playoffs or the NBA finals, that camera angle, I'm fine with. I like that camera angle. 
that's the only thing I like from a production standpoint that they did for this whole damn tournament. Go ahead. I, I, I honestly didn't put too much thought into the whole production thing. I, I just was more into the, into the game. And um, I mean, I didn't like the start time and I didn't like it being like the neutral court thing and playing in Vegas sounds cool. But when you, all of a sudden you realize that it's like, well, the environment's not going to be very good for the yep. most part, because yeah, you're not going to get it. It's, it's just going to be kind of like neutral fans and, and, People that aren't super into it probably because the likelihood of, you know, fans of the team last minute going to Vegas for this game is very low. So, yeah, there, there's parts of it that were just like, yeah, you know, and I didn't like the court either. But um, I don't know. I, 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 say I something said, else. I'm going to interrupt you. Some idiot yeah. on Twitter earlier today or X, whoever the hell it is. I complained about the court. And dude comes back at me and says, well, Sparky, the in-game tournament, I mean, ratings are up 20%, and, you know, it, it's like NBA 2K. You can design your courts or whatever else. It's it's for the kids. Obviously, it's working. Da, 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 da. I said, cool. I said, let's make the Packers jerseys pink going forward because, hell, people are going to watch the Packers regardless, right? It doesn't matter. So let's just make them pink and see what happens and go from there. It's not like Packer fans are going to bail because they have pink jerseys. And obviously I was being sarcastic just because the ratings are up just because people are watching does not mean that all the people watching love your Crayola color scheme that you have on your damn basketball court going forward. And again, I would love to know the research that the NBA did to drive them to have these dumb courts. Like there had to be some research, right? I mean, you talk to somebody, you talk to somebody somewhere that said, Oh, this is a good idea. I think the, I think the younger demographic are really going to like the courts. Was this a players association idea? Like who came up with this? I'd like to talk to them on the green and growing podcast at the earliest time possible to figure out the logic. Sorry. Still pissed off. Go ahead. The only, I mean, the thing I get with the courts besides this one, I don't like, I don't like the, I don't like this court, but I understand them doing the courts because then you watch a game and you immediately know it's an in-season tournament game. That's the only thing I get about it. Um, but you can put that again, dumb, really... stupid cup in the middle of the court and you would know it's an in-season tournament game without having Crayola scribbled all over the floor. Yeah, I don't know. But let's let's talk about actual basketball. We I don't played. talk I'm, about I don't... the game. I have no interest in talking about this game. We talked about this on Tuesday and we both agreed there's a good chance they might get blown out in this game. They didn't get blown out necessarily. They very well could have gotten blown out. They didn't. And they kept it relatively close. But I mean, nobody's surprised that they lost this game. If you're surprised they lost this game, then you haven't been paying attention to the Pacers and you haven't been paying attention to how crappy this Bucks defense has been a majority of the year. Yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't a shocking loss. I was surprised they lost after it was, you know, they, they had chances to win late and you kind of trust them to come through in that situation. So, you know, am I surprised they lost compared to where I was going into the fourth? Yes. Like I, at that point, yes, I'm surprised they lost the game when they had a lead going into the fourth. But um, yeah, I mean, this Pacers team is is a pretty tough matchup for them with their pace, how they get out and run, how they are, you know, they're, they're just one of the better offenses in the league. So it's not, I, 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 you know, again, this is a team that I just don't like playing for the Bucks, but it was a winnable game. And that's what makes it frustrating is you, just didn't weren't able to do those things that have made you so successful late in games this year. They they ran a lot through Chris late, which you know that's that's worked at times this season late in games is going to Chris. And I don't blame them for doing that, you know, maybe once, but you got to get the ball in the hands of Giannis and Dame, man. I, I was frustrated to see that at the end that you know it wasn't really going through them as much. And um it, it just was frustrating to see. I mean, Giannis is dominating again against this team. They have no way of stopping him. You and called that on Tuesday. 
And I just don't know why he didn't get more shots at the end. Um, and, you know, Dame had the ball in his hands a few times, but still, it just felt like he could have had it more. It was more so Chris bringing it up. And again, obviously, I love Chris. I'm one of his biggest defenders, but, and he had a fine game outside of those, you know, last few minutes. But, um, like, if you look at his numbers, he was 20 points, seven of 13, four of five from three, seven rebounds, four assists, played 30 minutes, which is a good sign. But, um, you know, I don't want him, I, I don't like that he was bringing the ball up several times in a row when it's like, again, it, that's okay in some situations, but in a situation where Dame was getting going and we know Dame's the best closer in the league and it's his team that cannot guard Giannis at all. I just wanted to see the ball in their hands more. They did generate some good looks at like late. It wasn't like the offense was a total struggle. Um, Beasley missed a couple threes late. Brooke Lopez missed a wide open three late. You know, if those go in, okay, we're probably not having the same conversation about how, you know, how bad our offense looked at the end because the shots went in, but still, it's just frustrating not to really even see Dame or Giannis get many chances at the end to, to really make something happen. So, yeah. Okay. So at the beginning of the year, we were four or five games in whatever it was. And on this very podcast, greeting growing down on your Odyssey app, we've your favorite podcast app. Check us out on the Odyssey sports YouTube page where we live stream these bad boys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Remember having a conversation, you and I, about Dame Lillard standing around watching this offense and how at some point they've got to figure this out because it's stupid because Lillard is out there, but he's not taking any shots. He's watching Giannis take 100 shots. And then once Giannis goes out, he comes to, and he gets going. Nothing has changed. The same damn thing happened again today. Same. Now, again, you can't say nothing. I, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't say nothing's changed. Just because it happened today doesn't mean it's been happening all season. Okay, fine. But it happened again today in a semifinal of a tournament that they claimed they cared to win one way or the other. Th this is my thing. And I was being sarcastic about it on Twitter. And I said as much, just bring him off the bench. Like just start, start Cameron Payne out there with Giannis and Middleton. And when Giannis goes out, bring Lillard in off the bench, fresh as can be, save those minutes and play Lillard longer in that next stretch. And, and again, is Lillard going to like coming off the bench? Probably not, but he's yeah, going to be out there. He's still going to play. He's going to still play a ton of minutes, right? It's not going to matter. So he doesn't play the first five minutes of the game. So what? He's not playing anyhow. So let Cameron Payne come out there and start and let Giannis be Giannis and go do 100, you know, 100 shots and everybody watch. And then once those five minutes are done or six minutes, out he comes, bring Lillard in off the bench and let Lillard go do his thing. Because right now, literally, most of the time, he's just, we're just – He's just wasting energy, kind of just coming up and down the court. Defensively, he is what he is. Uh, and offensively, he, 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 that aggressive nature just is not there most nights 
where he's how many times in those first that first segment before Giannis goes out has he taken more shots than Giannis all year? How many games? I bet you zero. He did tonight. In the first segment, how many shots did he take versus Giannis? Six. He was zero for six. Oh, he started off horribly. I, I guess maybe that that's part of it. But most nights, it's Giannis taking the shots and Lillard watching. That's normally how it goes. And for for my money, and then once Giannis goes out, then what happens? Dame gets super aggressive. Now we start going to the rim a little bit more, and now we start being the Damian Lillard we saw in Portland, and he becomes more Dame Lillard. And then when you get to situations like tonight, you brought up Middleton. At one point. They get the rebound. They start coming down. Lillard goes to get the ball from Middleton, and Middleton waves his hand and goes, get up court, get up court. I got it. And shoes off Lillard and takes the ball up court. And Lillard never touched the ball in that possession. And Middleton brought it all the way up. Now, again, that was the situation where Lillard comes for the ball. Middleton goes, no, go. I got it. And he brings it up. Now, I ask you, Marzian, what should Middleton have done? Should Middleton have did what he did? Shoe off Lillard. I got it go up court or should he have given the ball to Lillard and jogged up court? I would give the ball to Lillard. No, I will. I, if, if this is the play that you're talking about, it was just, um, a, it, they were just coming off a missed shot or whatever. And they were drilling the ball up court. Lillard came with over like, to get it. Milton three minutes, well, yeah, okay, like three but, or four uh, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cause on that one, it, it wasn't Chris being like, no, get up court. I, he said something like we do, like we're going to do this. And he right away when he got up court, tried to get it to Dame. Now he made a, horribly bad pass and just done decision because yeah but he did end up you know i I, there was some plan there and i don't know if if i don't think dame was into it i don't know i i i'm i'm not gonna act like i know everything and what these guys were thinking but i think there was some plan there of chris like i'll bring it up but i'm I'm gonna get you the ball like just one sec and as soon as he got across half he started looking for dame but at you know dame was getting face guarded and all of a sudden you couldn't get the ball to him he still tried to get the ball to him it got deflected but that wasn't Chris being like, get out of the way. I'm taking the ball. And it was, hold on. I'm like, do this. I'm going to get you the ball. I think they wanted to do something to to get him the ball instead of just having him bring it up. I don't know. But I would give it to to Dame, obviously. I, I thought, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree totally with what you're saying anymore about Dame being, you know, in the first part of games, not aggressive and stuff. Like, he was aggressive tonight. He looked bad to start. He was, he was you know missing his shots but he took six shots right away he was you know still getting his looks it's just like okay they didn't go in so um sometimes that happens you know just because they didn't go in doesn't mean he wasn't aggressive but I thought late he wasn't that aggressive I thought it was kind of the opposite where usually he gets going late usually he starts getting into his shots late and really like not forcing it but just demanding the ball and like taking over and that didn't happen today and again I don't know whose fault that is I don't know if it's Dame's fault I don't know if it's Chris's fault I don't know it's the coach's fault. I don't know, but for whatever reason, he was not getting the ball a ton. And yeah, he did kind of look a little disinterested at first for several times in this game where he just, you know, didn't seem to, to want to demand the ball. And I mean, he ended up with more shots on the team. It's not like he didn't shoot enough, but he should have shot more late. And I mean, same with Giannis too, though. I feel like Giannis could have demanded the ball more. They just kind of slept, walked their way through most of this game and they were sloppy and outside of that third quarter, it was just a, it was ugly. You know, it wasn't what we're used to seeing from this offense. Let me tell you something else that irritated me tonight. And it's not just tonight. This has been happening. You remember back Giannis's first all-star game he played in 
right? And he gets in the all-star game and Giannis is just like a ball of fire. Like he's sprinting up and down the court and these all-stars are like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, this is not a game we try in. We, we kind of walk and jog and ain't nobody playing defense and you're running back on D and all that other stuff. And we're all like, man, look at this. A superstar that actually, you know, runs back and forth and does all this stuff. And how cool is that? I've noticed it more this year than I have in other years. And maybe just because I'm paying attention more. But Lillard does it. Giannis does it. They got burned on the one possession because neither one of them were paying attention. Where it's walking back in transition. The team scores on the other end. They never even get past half court. They're literally walking one or the other. If you pay attention, I've never, and maybe I've missed it. And if we have Eric name or Jim Ozarski on or Marzan will correct me. I don't remember Giannis just walking and just not getting back on defense nearly as much as he has this year. It, there's a lot of times where he's just not even hustling to get back. He's just walking. It happened several times tonight. And I'm, I'm watching this and I'm going, okay, so you're a superstar and all of that. And I get that. Right. And that's fine. And you get chased on blocks and you do it from time to time in big moments and it's a regular season game. So it's not as important. So you're not going to put out max effort. Like maybe you would in a playoff game or whatever. And maybe that's what all plays into this walking uh, back on defense, but it's just a, it's a bad look. B you're hanging out the rest of your teammates to try to dry. First of all, all these role players don't get as many shots as you because they know you're taking the shots and they're taking, you know, Lillard's taking the shots and Middleton. So these other guys like Portis and Lopez and Beasley, these guys, they're hustling to get back on defense and play in transition. And the superstar is walking his butt back down and doesn't even get past half court before the other guys score. And it just frustrates me. It frustrates me when Michael Red used to do it for the Bucks, And it drives me absolutely crazy because it's a horrible example to set, especially when you got a Marjan Beauchamp or an Andre Jackson, these young guys that you're, you're trying to mold and get ready to, to be those guys, uh, you know, at some point in the future, AJ green, that it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's acceptable in the NBA and it probably is acceptable in the NBA that you just walk back on defense if you're a superstar and you're not asked to get back and hustle back. But that type of stuff just drives me nuts. And it's embarrassing when both Giannis and Lillard are at on, on that side of the floor and they come blowing right down in transition and neither one of them know have any idea that they're even coming, that the guy's even coming at them. And they react late and the guy gets an easy score. I think that should not happen ever, ever. That should not happen. You know, if it's a young guy not paying attention, you're like, Okay, well, rookie, second-year player, whatever. Caught up in the big lights of Vegas or the tournament or I guess. Maybe that happens. But that type of stuff should not happen with two superstar players, both down there at the same time. That's ridiculous. All right, I'm done venting for that. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
I didn't I didn't see it that much from Giannis. I thought Giannis was one of the few guys actually hustling back. Go back and um, watch it again. Go watch the game again. I bet I you he did I, it six to ten times. There were there were times where the team, yeah, like I mean, the Pacers are gonna be a team that you know punishes you for that more than other teams because they do they run, you know, they're they get out and it's like it makes it more noticeable because they're actually scoring on you doing that, whereas sometimes you can get away with it. But um, I don't know. I I mean, I I didn't I didn't see it a ton from from Giannis. I saw it from some other guys. I I thought there was at least a couple of times where the Pacers scored on those, but Giannis was like the only person that was a running back, and everyone else was kind of jogging. But I I could be wrong on that. I mean, I I don't know. I just I didn't see it that much from him. I I for me, he was. If you ask me, like who gave the most effort in this game, it was hands down Giannis on the Buck side. I don't even think it was close. I think offensively, Giannis was the guy when he had the ball. No question. And defensively, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know if these guys even know what the hell they're doing. I mean, to have Brooke Lopez out on Halliburton at the end of the game is beyond stupidity. Like that, that you, you that should never, you should never be in a situation where that possibly could happen. And it's not the first time Brooke Lopez is out on guarding a, a wing, you know, however many feet from the basket of the three point line, and then expected to guard him. And I know this is Adrian Griffin's defense, and I know. I've defended Adrian Griffin, and I will continue to until we get closer to the playoffs. I'll let him have time to get his defense figured out. I'll let him have time to make the adjustments to his personnel and all of that. So I'm not sitting here, fire up Griffin or nothing. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is when you watch this, it doesn't appear like these guys necessarily all know what the hell they're doing all the time based on some of the matchups that you get on that side of the floor or maybe even some of the open shots that you get from time to time on that side of the floor. Yeah, they, they don't, they don't, they don't know what they're doing all the time. And I look, I'm making some excuses for them, but I think that's fair to expect from a team that it's December 7th, you know, and I I know it's, people are going to get frustrated that, you know, we're still saying be patient, but I, I said, I'm not going to overreact to anything until probably close to the, the, the trade deadline, you know, that's February. Like that's when I'll start to be like, okay, this team, this is what they're going to be. I still don't think that right now in uh, in early December they are what they're going to be, um, you know. And we've seen some stretches of them playing better defense. We've seen some stretches where it goes back to you know what it was before, and they they look really bad. It's I don't know. I, they they're definitely not in sync. They're definitely not you know uh, completely in, like like locked in on that end of the floor. Obviously, you know they they just haven't been a good defensive team. But um, I don't know. I I'm not. I didn't expect them to be. Oh, they, they're locking teams down right away. You know, I we expected this is going to take time. I hope it works out. I hope it gets better. And I think they're. I keep saying I think they're going to make a trade for it to to get better. You know, I think that you do need to tweak some of the personnel here. You do need to acquire a guy who can be on the perimeter. And you know, obviously, you said Brooke getting you know on Halliburton that should never happen. I you know I understand that, but at the same time, you got to give some credit like the Pacers forced them into that mismatch. Like they did a good job of finding that mismatch and make and creating that to get the switch and and you punish it. And it's like, okay, it's like sometimes it, like they didn't choose to put Brooke on him. It wasn't like they just were, it's just that that's how the, it played out. It's you want to avoid that. You want to be better at avoiding that, but sometimes that just happens. Um, so, yeah. The most effective defense this team had was a 2-3 zone. That, that was the most effective yeah. defense most of the night that they were able to play. And to be honest with you, most of the year, that's probably been the most effective defense that they've been able to play. 
Um, and that's not all that hard to understand. And you're not going to have goofy stuff happening with Brooke Lopez uh, getting switched out onto or whatever else. And again, everybody wants to rip bud and boot and holes or this and boot and holes or that his defenses statistically are pretty damn good. Yeah. They gave up some threes. Fine. I give it to you. They gave up threes, but you never had that dumb stuff happening. You just never saw Brooke Lopez out there stranded with a guard under Bud. Like he never allowed Brooke to be put into that position. And this stuff here, this does happen. And when you face good coaching uh, and smart basketball players, you're going to find these things happening at the end of games. So then the debate becomes, okay, in the last minute or two, are you better off pulling Lopez off the floor so you don't get put in that situation to get beat? But you can't because you don't have another big. You don't have another rim protector. He gives you the ability to stretch the floor and take their big out to shoot the three. He provides too much to pull him off the court. So you're literally rolling the dice in the closing minutes, three, four minutes of every game that they don't figure out a way to get Brooke Lopez matched up against a guard in a big situation. And then Halliburton hits that shot, turns around, and then does the whole Dame time thing. Coming down to the Vegas crowd. They talked to Halliburton after the game. Halliburton said, well, that wasn't about it being me time about being us time i don't believe you um i don't believe you at all that that was a me time thing there is no question that was a me time thing he was pointing to himself he wasn't pointing to the bench after after he did the, the pointing at the watch he was pointing up to himself saying it's it's halliburton time type deal more than dame time do you think marzian that this will irritate and uh ruffle some feathers of the bucks brass or the bucks uh team uh, when they see the replay of this and see uh, Mr. Halliburton doing that, because they're going to see no. each other what three more times, something like that. They, I think, I think it gives them a little extra motivation. Yeah, but I don't think it's anything they're going to be, you know, super bothered by. It's like whatever they can, you know, they're they're a young team. They're going to do some stuff like that. The Bucks are playing for bigger things than this. It's like I, I don't think they're going to sit there and worry about what the Pacers are doing after beating them. It's like whatever. I, I don't think it's a big deal. Mark uh, on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page says Bucks bench is really poor and even worse without Connaughton and Jay Crowder. What say you, Nathan Marzion? Yeah, the bench has been very bad. Uh, Thirteen bench points tonight. Um, so yeah, and you know Bobby has not looked good. Marjan has been meh, and Payne was bad tonight. You know he couldn't get his shot going and was two for nine, zero for three from three. So. They have not gotten much from the bench. And yeah, I mean, not having Pat, not having Jay Crowder definitely hurts that quite a bit. And I, you know, again, I, it's not something I expect their bench to be great, you know, to, at all, let alone with two of their key bench guys out. But it's, you know, you want it to be better than this. You want it to be, you want to be getting some production from them. So it's like, I'm not expecting them to be one, have one of the best benches in the league or anything like that. But um, it's got to get to a little bit better level than this. And you, you want to see Bobby play play better than he has been. And, you know, again, Marjan is like, I, it's just kind of mad lately. And it's hard to kind of he'll have some good moments. But then he has some moments where he just looks, you know, very timid and just kind of he's just out there. And then Payne has been pretty good for the most part this year. So I'll give him a break on for this game because he, he had a bad game. But I, I don't think I'm worried about him long term. No, I agree. I, I think Payne has played better than I thought. He's definitely shooting the three better than I thought he'd shoot the three. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, when, when given the opportunity, what about AJ green? Uh, we didn't bring up AJ green uh, in this whole deal. Should he have gotten more run than what, what he got tonight? In your opinion, when 
you're dealing with a Pacers team that can score because that Pacers team that was shooting lights out from three was not shooting lights out from three in the first half of that game. Again, him and Andre Jackson, I think there's spurts you can throw them in there. You know, we we talked about this on the last podcast where I think they're both spurt guys where just just throw them in for a little bit. AJ Green played four minutes tonight. Andre Jackson played one. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Um, But I I, want to see them play a little bit more. I want to see, especially again, when they're struggling defensively, throw Andre Jackson in there, see if he can, you know, his aggressiveness can throw them off a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I, I definitely want to see that happen a little bit more, but I'm not, I don't think that that's some huge, like I'm not coming out of this game going, Oh my God, the, the, the big takeaway is they need to play AJ green or Andre Jackson more. You know, I, I feel like some people will just go crazy clamoring for like, they need to play Andre Jackson more. And it's like, yeah, they could, you know, same with AJ green, but I just, it's not a huge deal to me. I'm not, I don't think that that's the reason that they're, you know, they look bad or that they weren't good defensively. All right, let's look uh, at some more of this uh, schedule coming up. we got a few minutes left. So now their next game, now they don't play, unless I'm missing something, they don't get an additional game, right, Nathan, as far as because they lost today, because that championship game is just one extra game for those two teams, but that's it, right? Correct. Is it Monday now? They play Monday? All right. So now they come back Monday um, and play, and uh, they play Monday against the Bulls uh, at uh, Pfizer Forum. Then it's Wednesday against the Pacers. Uh, then it's Saturday uh, against the Pistons, and then it is – look at this stretch here. Have you looked at this schedule? I mean, it is all home games right now after this. Bulls, Pacers. Yeah, they have Pistons, a big home stretch. Rockets, Spurs, Orlando from the 11th to the 21st, all home games. And again, of all those teams, Pacers, playoff team probably, that's it. Maybe Orlando, if Orlando's real. Yeah, Orlando and I'm not – I don't I don't know if Orlando's real, but – um, they're, that, the, they're all they're all winnable games. Bulls suck, Pistons suck, uh, Rockets don't appear to be all that necessarily. Uh, San Antonio trash. Uh, I'm going to that game, Web and Yama, so I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited, uh, to see kind of what they do on this leading up to, of course, uh, you know, that Saturday game at New York on the 23rd before Christmas, and then of course, you get the Christmas Day game and this weird back to back with a day off in between Christmas Eve. Uh, in New York uh, against the Knicks. Are you a big um, Bucks Christmas Day guy? Because when this all started, as far as their first game, I was on the radio back then, uh, and I was super jacked. I was like, damn, man, Christmas Day. This is awesome. I can't wait to see the Bucks on Christmas Day because they've never been on Christmas Day in my lifetime, I don't believe. So it was awesome. Now I'm spoiled, and we've seen quite a few of these now where where they've been on Christmas Day. Um, and I, it's just, it's not as big of a deal to me anymore, uh, that, that they necessarily play on Christmas day. Now, part of it is they're the first game almost all the time. And they're the first game again. So we're opening presents. We got everybody over. Like, it's just kind of on in the background. Like it doesn't have my full attention where I'm watching it. So like last, last time they were, I recorded it and I just watched it later in the day. Tell me you don't cancel all Christmas plans for the Bucks game. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? No, absolutely. Christmas is just a distraction from Bucks basketball. No, not, not in my I'm, house. Dude, I got like 14 yeah. Christmas trees. Trust me. That's the last I'm, I'm thing I'm worried about. Yeah. So, I mean, I record it and then I'll watch it either Christmas night or I'll watch it the next day, whatever. Very rarely do I actually even watch it live. Half the time the TV is off. We got Christmas music playing. We're opening presents uh, and having a, a good old time. For you, though, obviously, uh, what does Christmas Day look like for you in the Marzion household? Like, are you done with everything by the time you get to that point or how does that look? Yeah, I mean, I would. 
I, I do prioritize the game. My dad does as well. So it's very yeah, much I know like your dad does, you know, we open our presents. We do that stuff. We, we usually have pretty chill Christmas. Like we're not usually having people over and stuff. It's kind of just us and it's, it's chill. And then, yeah, I mean, we're ready for the game by the time it comes around and I'm it's standing up in front of the TV watching it. So yeah, it's, I love him. I, I love them playing on Christmas. It's something that when I was a kid, I like dreamed, Oh my God, there's going to be a day, you know, we're going to, that'll be the sign that we made it is right. we playing on Christmas. Like I remember saying that all the time. I, my buddy and I would, would say, man, one day we're going to play on Christmas. We'll be good enough to play on Christmas. And so I try not to take it for granted. I love that they, you know, have that. It, it again, it shows that you're relevant. It shows that you're good. So I, I love it. Uh, can, can we talk about your mother for a second? So what, what is she like? I've never met your mother. So it, it is, is she like, um, Okay, Bucks game's on. I'm going to another room and other room and reading a book, uh, while you two knuckleheads scream and yell about the Bucks. Uh, or does she sit in the room with you dancing in front of the TV and all hell breaking loose around her and or is amused by it? Or option three is she as passionate as you and your dad, and she's just as much into it as you guys are. She is usually sitting there watching the game as we are. You know, I my dad also kind of sits and watches. He's not. He's not. You know, he'll he'll get mad at the game. He'll say stuff. He'll be yelling, but. I'm more of like the, I don't even, I don't even yell. I actually am very quiet during games. I just stand and pace. And we need to watch a game together at some point. I think this has to happen. I want to see what the, the Marzian experience is like watching a game. So well, you stand not, and I, pace. I'm a, sta- yeah, I stand and pace. And during like, you know, commercial, I usually like, you know, I just kind of do a lap. I do a couple laps. I, I can't help it. Like I just have to kind of let out my, my energy. I have just built up energy in me. And so, um, that's how I am. I, but yeah, I don't really yell at the game. It, like when things are bad, I get, and this is with all sports. When, when my team is playing bad and I'm, you know, I'm not the guy that's throwing stuff at the TV yelling. I'm, I get quiet. Like, I just, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't, I just am like, damn, you know, I get, I get sad rather than like angry. So that's good. That's how I am. Yeah. Um, I will say when I was your age, I, I would yell, scream, push chairs, because I'd be in the SSP studio watching. Uh, and my producer, Mayor Mitch Ross, if he's listening to this, he's probably laughing. Going, oh, my God, you have no idea how crazy he was. But yell, scream. You'd be able to hear me from two studios down. I get so pissed off watching this Bucks team, especially in the games. Now, they hit big shots again, screaming, yelling, cheering, going the whole crazy, the whole crazy way. By the time I got to 40s, about 40, I became more uh, a little bit more calm. Now I kind of watch a game. Um, I will still get excited, pump my fist, get off the couch and scream and yell if they do something good. But I'm more like you now. When things are going bad, I'm pretty much just chilled, not saying much, and just kind of watching the game, hoping it gets better. And I don't get nearly as angry as I used to when I was the little ball of hate, they used to call me, uh, back in the day, angry at the world. So I, I'm more like you now. That's good. So that means, Marzian, when when Marzian's drinking, and he's got a couple in him. You're you're probably a fun drunk, right? You're you're not a mad drunk. You're probably a pretty fun drunk, right? Happy? Yeah. 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 yeah that's good. 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 But good. I, I will say, I will yell during games when things are good. Like I get like yeah. if we're hitting, you know, it's yes, let's go. But yeah, when things are bad, and that's part of the reason I don't like watching games with people because when things are bad, a lot of other people want to be like, oh my god, this defense sucks. Oh, and they want to yell and they want to get mad. And I'm like, shut up. Like, I don't want to hear it right now. Like, I just want to, like, when they're playing bad, I don't, I, I want to just be quiet. I just want to just stop, you know? So, I, I don't like watching games with people. No, if, if I knew they were going to play well, then sure, I don't mind watching games with people celebrating. Cool. But 
like I just know there's a chance they play bad. I'm going to be super mad. I'm going to be super irritated. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to be talking to, you know, I get mad at my dad when he'll, and it's not his fault, but it's just like, he'll, he'll just be, you know, he'll get a little bit mad at something. I'm like, dad, I don't want to hear it. Or like Giannis takes a three and people, oh, why is he taking that shot? I don't need to hear that. It was, bad. I know it was a bad shot. Don't I, everyone in the world knows that's a bad shot, except for obviously Giannis. I don't need to hear it. Like I, <laughs> I get so person. mad at that. So at, I, I, I'm I'm curious. I'm, we're going to find out more about Marzian right now because I'm curious. So you go to a Bucks game or a Marquette game. Those are your two teams. But either one of those games, right? And you're in the stands. And you're sitting there. You got people all around you. And things are going bad, right? The other team's playing well. You're doing dumb stuff, missing shots, whatever else. Have you ever turned around and told somebody to shut up or oh. anything like that when somebody is running their mouth. Have you ever been like, dude, just sit down, man. I've heard enough of you. Just sit down enough. Just watch the game, man. Like, have you ever done that? Have you ever scolded a fan around you who was just annoying the hell out of you because they were no. booing your team or yelling at your team on the floor? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get mad at like strangers for, for running their mouth. They're just like, whatever. Cause that's part of being at the game. You know, that might happen. The only time I do it is with like friends I'm comfortable with. Sure. And I'm just like, dude, like, I don't want to hear it right now. Like, shut up. Like, again, I don't need to hear that Giannis taking a three is a bad shot. I know it's a bad shot. I'm pissed off. He took that three too. Like, stop. <laughs> you don't need to tell me it's a bad shot. And same with like, yeah, they're, they're, they're allowed, you know, teams are scoring on them at will. And then it'll be like, oh, this defense sucks. No crap. Like they're, they've allowed a hundred points and it's the third quarter. Yeah. Of course the defense sucks. It's like, I, I get, I just get so mad. I'm like, just leave me alone, man. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I'm glad we had this conversation. He has Nathan Mars. Yeah, it's C Sparky Pfeiffer. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Green and Grow. We'll be back uh, again next week. So they play uh, Monday. So I guess maybe we'll do a post game after the Bulls Monday night or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we get closer. But normally we record Mondays and Thursdays. And they're posted on Tuesdays and Fridays. Tell your friends, tell your family members. And we're due. We need to get a guest on this show. We haven't had a guest in quite some time. We'll have to run down somebody. Uh, I'll get on here. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Giannis on here pretty soon. So, well, it's about damn time you pulled your strings at Jad. Yeah, Marzan's <laughs> got a lot of leverage. He doesn't let on to. Uh, all right, so uh, there he is, Nathan Marzan. Follow him on Twitter, Nathan Marzan. You can follow me at Sparky Radio Odyssey app. Download it there, or download it if you download your favorite podcast. And of course, check us out on YouTube, Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Don't forget, uh, like, ring the bell for notifications, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles.